You know, I love being with the president or owner of a company when they're at an inflection point, when the advice that you're giving and the things that you're doing together makes a huge impact. Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. And today we're really excited uh, to have a professional implementer from our community. Uh, Catherine Jewin is going to join us today, and she has got a great story. She's got a great professional story. She's got a great personal story. I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to say, Catherine, welcome to Tractionville. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. So Catherine, you've been a professional implementer now for about three years. And if you could just kind of give us your your short history, like how did you end up finding our tribe at EOS and becoming an implementer? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I've grown and sold a couple of internet marketing companies along the way. And in one of them was beating my head against the wall, looking for a way to simplify the back end of managing the business. And I think by the time the third person gave me the book Traction, I finally sat down long enough to read it. Uh, and we started implementing EOS at our company, self-implementing for a while. We hired a professional EOS implementer as well. Uh, and, you know, have now come full circle uh, to become an EOS implementer myself. So that's the, that's the point where I want to go to, right? Because you're, you're still in your company? No, no longer in my company. Okay, so what was the, what was your tipping point? for you? Hmm. Um, I think EOS helped us see, honestly, that, so I had a co-founder and we really had two different visions for the company um, in terms of what we wanted to do. And so it was a good exercise for us to realize, you know what, instead of running two different companies under the same roof, um, you know, you create an awesome company here and I'm going to go off and figure out what the right thing for me to do is. How many, how long did you work with an implementer? Couple of years, probably. Okay. And at, what, well ago point, now. at, at what point did you say sort of to yourself in your inner dialogue, Hey, I can do what they're doing. That actually took me a few more years. I kind of dabbled in some other things. And I was one of those EOS implementers was, who was like, you know, maybe I could create my own system. Maybe I could put my own spin on this thing. And then eventually came back around to it and realized like Gina already thought of everything. <laughs> and that's really right. the beauty of the system is that all, all of the pieces you could ever want are already there. And I love being able to put my energy into helping clients and not into figuring out the tools. You know, I can be a hundred percent there for them because right. everything on everything I need on the back end is already there. Right. So you and your partner sort of parted ways. And I want to go before that, right? You were you, so one, it's difficult when you have your set of ideas, they have theirs, and you can't seem to come together, right? And I'm wondering, when you brought EOS in, did it help that scenario? 
I don't think we even realized we had that scenario until we sat down and really figured out, you know, as we were hashing out this stuff on the VTO, right? Because you start out on the same page. You start out, you know, helping the same set of clients. You start out sitting in the same room. You know, you start out spending almost every waking moment together. Uh, right. And it's only over time that as you get larger, you hire different people, you then wind up bringing on different clients, the, the shape and scope of what you're doing gradually morphs over time. Um, and then you kind of wake up one day and go, wait a minute, like I'm, I'm no longer working with the business owners that I really love helping. You know, I love being with the president or owner of a company when they're at an inflection point, when the advice that you're giving and the things that you're doing together makes a huge impact. And it's also fun working with big companies and helping them do amazing things. Um, and we had, you know, I like to say we, we were employing rocket scientists who needed, you know, big meaty projects to, to have their fun working on those projects. But that wasn't the kind of stuff that lit me up because right. I don't like a project where you make recommendations and then it takes six months to get them approved and another six months to get them implemented another six months to see results. I am not that patient. <laughs> I can't make it a year and a half from when I first right. had the idea until when I can see something. I need, I need things to happen faster than that. So I can, I can identify with a lot of our EOS clients who are impatient for results. I share that right. gene. Right. So let's go back in time. And as you're running these businesses, you had a personal health scare. Yeah, it was a little you, scary there for a while. Yeah. So I'm just, can you share that story with us? Sure. Um, you know, depending on how far back you want to go, I was on a, on a 10 year personal journey. So VTO wise, you know, I had my own personal VTO that I was going to complete an Ironman. Um, okay. over the course of 10 years, which was a pretty crazy idea for me because I was not an athlete growing up. I was not an athlete at any point in my life. Um, I just happened to have a friend at a women president's uh, organization's meeting who said like, hey, let's go do a triathlon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try to learn how to swim <laughs> and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> And um, that wound up being a bunch of fun. Uh, and, you know, fast forward, I'm in the middle of this plan to, to do an Ironman. And in year, you know, basically the final year of the plan, I got a breast cancer diagnosis uh, and had to figure out what I was going to do. But it turned out to be a huge blessing that I had this plan. Um, it's, it's hard to explain when we're in there in the session room, we're talking with our clients about the VTO and how core focus helps you figure out what decisions to make. 
Like I got to watch that happen in real time in my personal life, because Mm -hmm. there are a million choices you have to make when you get a diagnosis. Um, Among those with a breast cancer diagnosis, you've got to decide, am I going to have a lumpectomy? Am I not? Am I going to have a mastectomy? Am I going to have a double mastectomy? Am I going to have treatment afterwards? What kind of treatment am I going to have afterwards? Am I going to have reconstruction? Am I not going to have reconstruction? Like it's, it's a dizzying amount of choices that have to, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be made in a short period of time, but you certainly feel like they have to be made in a short period of time. You've got appointments one after another where you're making these decisions. And I kept going back to that plan, you know, well, wait, I've got this plan. I've got the fitness. Like, I wonder, is it possible? Can I, can I do an Ironman? And the universe luckily brought me a breast cancer surgeon who was a Boston marathoner. So when I came into her and said, I'm thinking about doing this Ironman, is that possible? You know, she didn't look at me like I was crazy. She totally understood where, where, where I was coming from. Um, And of course, she hadn't had a client that had wanted to do anything like that before. But she said, you know, I I don't know why not. We'll see how things go. Um, And my coach was exactly the the same way. Uh, I was working with a triathlon coach, still working uh, with her, Cindy Bannock, um, world's most awesome, most humble triathlon coach. Uh, Madison Multisport is her team. And she, the same thing was just super encouraging every, every step of the way. Today's episode is sponsored by 90.io, N-I-N-E-T-Y dot I-O. 90 is a cloud-based collection of the essential business building and awareness tools you need to make running EOS easy. The clean and extraordinarily intuitive system includes every one of the tools you need to not only run EOS, but cascade it down and throughout your company. EOS is great, but implementing it throughout your organization can overwhelm even the best of us. Our friends at 90 are obsessed with making sure that every one of the EOS tools is simple to find, simple to use, and captures all the data your team needs to hit, an average of 90% of the rocks, measurables, and to-dos. For more information, you can visit www.90.io. When you were going through treatments, were you still working out? So that's one of the things um, in that whole decision tree. I made the decision to do a double mastectomy, which meant then I didn't have to do radiation or chemotherapy. Um, because I had an early enough stage cancer. Um, and so by making that radical choice, I minimized the amount of follow-up that I needed um, so that that was not an issue. I'm, I, I can't imagine being in treatment and um, doing Trying what I to, did. Yeah, that, right. that would be incredible. Yeah. How long and ago then- was this? Yeah, this was 2019. So it was May of 2019. I got diagnosed, I think. And then by July, I had surgery. And then um, October was the Ironman. So how did it go? Yeah, 
It, it went really well. Um, one of the funny parts of the day, I remember, is somebody looking at me from the sidelines and saying something about how much I was smiling and how that didn't, you know, seem to fit with being in the middle of an Ironman. <laughs> Uh, but I was so grateful and so happy to be there. And I had part of it too, was resetting my expectations for what that day was going to look like. Not that I ever you know, thought I was in the running for anything, yeah. Um, yeah. but got to the point where, okay, you know, a win for me is going to be making it to the, to the start line, you know, that, that would be the win to be trained well enough to feel like I belonged on the start line. Um, and then coach made sure that, you know, not only that I was ready to be on the start line, but that I also wasn't going to be a, a danger to others. Cause I hadn't thought about, there were so many things that I thought about and I'm riding my bike on the trainer at home, right? You don't have to hold it up. But the first road ride I had to take, I was scared to death because I didn't know what my upper arm strength was going to be like. So I had to know, you know, that I was going to be safe on a bike. Um, I was more worried about the swim. I, I was so focused on being worried about the swim. So then the whole irony of the thing became, you know, I trained and trained and trained for the swim. The second they let me get in the water uh, and, and the swim got canceled because of the water quality. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you, did you I, I think you said earlier you had to learn how to swim. Uh, at the beginning of this whole triathlon thing, yeah, I had to learn how to swim. I mean, you know, I could stay afloat. I could get across a pool if I had to, you know, but I yeah. didn't know what a freestyle stroke was. I didn't know there were such a thing as different swim strokes. Like there was <laughs> <laughs> what was it on your VTO that kept you focused and motivated? Was it just the goal, the target, or was it something else? And I would definitely say that target. Um, and there, there's a lot more um, emotion in that because that goal came out of a trip uh, with some friends and competing, uh, watching them compete. And one of those friends that competed in the Ironman Louisville um, was Karen McKeechee. She's a um, world championship triathlete who was killed in a um, train on a bike training ride, um, a few years ago. Um, and Ironman Louisville is something that several of us, um, wanted to go and do. And that's what we were on the way to do when this whole crazy breast cancer thing happened. Uh, so it was really nice, uh, to be able to be there, uh, and, and remember her, uh, as, as part of that journey. That's cool. You know, Catherine, I'm thinking about all the, you know, the time commitment to, to training and and then getting out there and competing. And, and like you said, the wind was just standing at the start line. I love that. Um, now you fast forward to today. And what I'm curious about is the lessons that you learned going through all of that the lessons that you've learned, you know, never having been an athlete to throwing yourself into one of the hardest things, you know, that not a lot of people do, right. Is competing in Ironman. I'm curious of the lessons you learned through all of that. How have you 
How do you parlay them into the session room? Yeah. Um, there, so I'm definitely a huge believer in setting big, hairy, audacious goals uh, and not knowing how you're going to get there. Like that part of it is so easy for me just because I have now seen it proved out in my life so many times. So this Iron Man is really sort of the second example of that happening for me personally, uh, because when I was nine years old, I made this crazy decision that I was going to go to Poland one day because I met some some Polish guys. There's a long, whole story there. But the the short version of it was they were basically the first people I'd met from a foreign country and they bought me chocolate and they, you know, oohed and odd over me and we loved each other. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Poland one day. I've hardly ever left Hamilton County, but I'm going to go to Poland one day. Uh, and I went and taught English at the University of Warsaw during my junior year of college because I had that idea in my head yeah. that one day, you know, this was going to happen. So I know the power of deciding something and putting it out in the world and how the universe then comes to support it in ways that you could never possibly imagine, you know, that you couldn't even architect right? Just by virtue of deciding and putting it out there, things start to fall into place. Um, getting other people to believe that who haven't experienced it is still a trick that I would love to get better at. <laughs> uh, but it's certainly something that, you know, I, I guess living it through example is the best that I can do. You know? yeah. So the new thing for me this year is I'm going to try to finish a 50 mile run for the first time in November to celebrate 50 years. Uh, oh. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. That's fantastic. To, to be continued. That's fantastic. It has been an absolute joy getting to know you. We, we haven't really spent a lot of time together, you know, and of course with, not having QCEs, it's just distance mm -hmm. us even further. But I, I'm so glad that we've had this time to, to get to know you a little better and to hear your story. Um, for all our listeners out there, um, if you're if you're struggling with your BHAG, just call Catherine. <laughs> call Catherine. She'll help you. She's the master. <laughs> the master of BHAGs and, and you obviously you keep setting more for yourself, which was really inspiring. Um, and, and I can't thank you enough. It's been wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So Tractionville, check out Catherine Jewin. You can go to the EOS website and find her landing page there. Learn more about her. Uh, we'll have that connection in the show notes for you. And we'll see you back here next week on Tractionville Tuesday. 